ready, Grant? Always ready. Born ready. Hi, Grant. Hi, Chris. How's it going? Going good. Welcome to I'm No Expert. I'm Chris. I'm Grant. And every week on I'm No Expert, we take a look at beers, and we talk about beers, and lots of other things, like my air conditioner going on right now. Or your neighbors yelling into the air vents. That's basically how loud they were. They were yelling into my air vents. I think they just really wanted to be on the show. I think they they wanted their their spirit, their essence, to really get into the show. So that sounds like my you know my furnace of my house. That whenever time I get on the phone, it would start up because you wanted to be in the phone call with me. Yeah, it's like a dog that cuddles with you. On, yes. Every time you're you know sitting on the couch and it wants to, it wants in, to be there. Get in in there. I don't know. Get up all in them snuggles. Get them all in snuggles. Grant, thanks for joining me on this uh, episode of I'm No Expert. Well, glad to be here after being begged to be, you know, involved at all in podcasting at all. I know. This is your first podcast. That's right. How exciting is this? Terribly exciting. You are so excited. Your voice sounds exciting. (laughs) (laughs) That's got to be a lie. It is a lie. Theater of the mind. Um, but no, it's it's fun to actually finally be on a podcast compared to just listening to you and Justin have done it. Yeah. Um, so do you want to introduce the theme? Sure. So tonight, uh, I think Chris picked the theme because this is the only kind of beer I really like. Mm-hmm. So we're doing dark beers. Um, we're starting off with Guinness Draught tonight. Draught. Dra- dra- how do you pronounce it? Draught? Draught? I don't know. I don't, I have no idea. I, okay, this is like I when literally I used, have no idea. This is like when I used to pa- pronounce genre, genere. No like, way. Oh yeah. Up. Oh, for years. I mean, years. Like in high school, Brant Craft finally had to sit me down like, it's genre, not genere. And genere. Like, That's the worst. That is so funny. Uh, go to like, um, see if you can bring up an, some audio clip of how to say Guinness. It is spelled Guinness, D-R-A-U-G-H-T, I guess. I don't really know. Um, so while Grant's looking up how to sp- actually pronounce this, we're actually doing three different dark beers and we're actually doing three different stouts, um, which is a particular type of beer that's normally well, darker in color. Uh, what does it say? Try it again. Hold on. Draft. 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 So it's like a draft. Draft. Guinness draft. Draft. You have to say it with that fancy word. Draft. Is this on the Guinness website? Yeah, yeah it's on the Guinness website. Um, and they tell you how to pronounce it? No, I, that was actually dictionary.com. Oh. Of course. Draft. Um, draft. So when you go and you say, can I have so a Guinness draft? But is it, I don't think this is technically draft. a stout. Because they have Guinness Extra Stout and Guinness Foreign Stout, which are stouts. No, this is a stout. Okay. Um, I learn something new every day. Yeah, it's a dry Irish stout. It's a relatively low ABV, which is normal for a stout, about 4.2. Um, it's probably the most recognizable, most... Stereotypical com- dark commercial, beer. Commercialized stout mm-hmm. in today's beer world. Um, yeah, so essentially dry Irish stout going to be have a much more kind of bitterness factor than an American stout, uh, have a little, a little bit more hops than an American stout. Um, not to be confused with uh, porter, which is actually before stouts happened was like porters, mm-hmm. um, which are kind of a different, like a blend, and they're actually more engineered to be um, a better tasting beer. Okay. Um, and then what happened in the Industrial Revolution 
you get all these things that are, you know, processed grains. Mm-hmm. You get these coffee roasters because coffee is becoming a worldwide phenomenon. So people are roasting coffee. All of these brewers are roasting malt, which is where the smoky, earthy. malty, earthy, roasty, toasty sort of like coffee flavors mm-hmm. and, and roasted flavors and, and nuttiness comes from. And that goes into a stout, usually. Um, usually nitro poured, which means instead of CO2, uh, you're nitrogen, which means you get a much smoother pour. You get a different head um, compared to something like a, a regular ale or an IPA or a porter. Um, Grant, you really like Guinness. I do. It is, I, I hands down, the beer that I'll go to if it's available Chris hates it because I won't try new things if they have Guinness. I go straight for it. I have no idea why. It is different than the, you know, there's just, I don't know, yeah, trying to phrase this. Different. So compared to like the IPAs and and then also on the traditional side of things, like not traditional, but I'll say like the American canned beers, like Coors, Miller, whatever. Right. If you go to a bar, you can, you always find Guinness. You know, compared to like an IPA or whatever, like they'll be like Coors, Miller, Bud, and then they're going to have Guinness. Right. And it's really stable go-to. And I think that's one of the reasons I started drinking it because it was a pick and I hate light American beers. They just, they're terrible. You want something heavier, more. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I've always been a coffee fan, so I think mm-hmm. that's also kind of what draw me into it. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's interesting. And I think what we're going to do um, later in the show, we're going to use some teleportation techniques. So... We're drinking Guinness out of can. A uh, 16-ounce pub can. Yep. With a ping pong ball. Or 14.9 foot ounce, but it's a pub can. And they got the little, um, I wonder what the technical term is for that. I'm going to go find ping out. Ping pong ball? I think it literally is a ping pong ball. It's not. I've cut one of these out one time. I know, and but it's not a ping pong ball. What is it? I think there's a technical term for there a is. plastic it's, you know, ball. It, Tony told us this. It's a widget. A widget? Yep. Isn't widget by definition a thing that doesn't mean anything? No, the, the widget. This is the technical term for a widget, a like, ball in a can. It's a it's a it's a device placed in a container of beer to manage the characteristics of the beer's head. The original widget was patented in Ireland by Guinness. I didn't know this. So Guinness is the patent owner of the widget. Mm. The floating widget found in cans of beer is a hollow plastic sphere about three centimeters in diameter, Ping pong ball. similar to the size of a table tennis ball, oh, with a small me. hole in one side. The rocket widget is found in bottles, is seven centimeters long, with a small hole at the bottom. Mm. Oh wow, I didn't know there was one one in the bottles. But yeah, so it's it's there to keep the head, and so like when Chris and I would open the cans, you'll hear the pop and the original fizz, like when you open a pop can or any other beer. Then about one second later, you hear the bubbling sound at the bottom as the widget releases the, I'm assuming it's nitrogen, into the beer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because the pressure difference is there. Um, yeah, and I think that's why, and then you and I both prefer Guinness out of can rather than bottle, for sure. Bottled Guinness, uh, bottled Guinness is not very good. I mean, there's there's a it weird is. there's a weird pour thing. And it's sour. Like, bo- bottled Guinness is really sour. Okay. Um, almost more... More like an IPA, more hoppy, whoat like Guinness out of a can is a little bit more full and ro- like you can get the roast mm. flavor out of it. Okay. I'm not sure if that's because of the nitrogen like activating it in your mouth or whatever it does. Yeah. But I just feel like the bottled Guinness is really acrid and bitter, kind of like stale coffee. Yeah. I mean, uh, with with the kind of traditional going back to the the idea of how, why a style was actually how it became a style of beer, you get these things that. If we go back to, let's say, a porter in color 
is the only likeness that you have to a stout, really. Um, Porter is is in general about the same uh, 1700s to early 1800s, where you get the development of a porter, um, and the reason being the uh, like London underground train conductors. They were that kind of working class. Were called porters, so this is a beer favorite to them. It's actually a blend of uh, sour beers, a mild beer, um, and a uh, I forget the the third one. It's like a three. It's like a blend of of uh, so it's a brown or pale ale, a mild ale, and a stale or soured ale. It's kind of these three different flavor combinations that you have coming together in a porter. Um, Guinness or Sir Arthur Guinness, excuse me. His first beers are actually developed, developed porters. Um, and Guinness originally had three different types of porters marked with um, X's as they had different sour points and different flavor complexities. So you had mm-hmm. like single X uh, porter, double X porter, triple X porter. Um, and then, or, and uh, it's eventually he kind of moved into stouts because of. Uh, of availability of grain, availability of flavor combinations, and kind of the new market that was global, kind of dark, darker beers. Mm-hmm. Well, while you've been talking about that, I've been reading a little bit more about the widgets. Mm-hmm. What I found out that's very cool is the reason for the widget is, as we talked about, the nitrogen, they compress nitrogen and beer into the widget. And when you pop the top at pressure differential, it all rushes out of the widget and mixes the beer up. But what's cool is the reason they use nitrogen, the technical reason, is that it, it can allow for a higher pressure, mm-hmm. and that therefore makes smaller bubbles. And the smaller bubbles makes the head creamier compared to a just a bubbly head that would sit there and you wouldn't get much flavor into it. Right. The smaller bubbles gets more beer into the head and less of the sediment. Right. Yeah. Which that was very cool. Hmm. And uh, they invented one of the uh, more recent styles of widgets in 1969, and it was called Project Acorn. Advanced cans of rich nectar, which I thought was hilarious. That's like advanced cans of rich rich nectar nectar acorn huh. project acorn interesting yep 1969 19 i feel like a lot of things were invented in 1969 is that just like a funny joke that everybody was playing on everybody else to like be like this was founded we invented this or we started this in 1969 i don't know maybe it's just like the last of like you know what the last like decade the last of that decade and probably also is just i don't know nothing happened in the 70s because everyone just got high and was hippie i guess i have no idea i don't, I don't know i guess I the hippie movement was late 60s too right it was late 60s 69 what else happened in 1969 i don't know our parents were alive <laughs> good, that much. good one good nailed it i bet a boat sank um, Did you say i bet a boat sank i bet you a plane crash too chris oh yeah totally uh led zeppelin's first album was released oh boy um let's see something with the soviet union oh nixon know. was president Oh, that's true. Gross. Uh, first temporary artificial heart was implanted. Space race. Um, John Lennon, or not, John Lennon and Yoko Ono were married. Ooh. So that whole, that kind of gives you a perspective of what was going on in 69. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, uh, Neil Armstrong landed on the moon. We should have known that. Oh, and Apollo 11. That was yeah. 69. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. I guess it's That's like... That's probably where the... Yeah. Probably, your, your mid-space race, 
It's uh, all the, I'll call the tech revolution, like the first round of tech revolution, because the, the, transi- the, the transistor was invented. Right. And all of those electronics started to become mainstream, like, like you know, radios and battery-operated things. There you go. In space. And space. Thank you, more space. Thank you, NASA. Thank you, NASA. They invented so much cool stuff. Cool kids. Um, like memory film. Like memory film. And widgets and in... Thank you for widgets in Ireland. There you go. Um... So Guinness, mm-hmm. we talked about how Guinness out of a can, we prefer it over Guinness out of a bottle. Reason being because of the widget and the, the head that it creates and flavor mm-hmm. profile and blah, 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 blah. Right. Now, most people experience Guinness. I don't want to say most people, but a lot of people experience Guinness out of a tap. Yes. At a bar. At a bar. Or a pub. If or you're, you're, if you really you're want fancy, a good Guinness. If you're fancy, you can say at a pub. Um, so what Grant and I are going to do at the end of the show is that we are going to go to Nine Irish Brothers, which is a, okay, how new is it? It's fairly new. It's new. this spring. Like it's, it's this year. Okay. So it just opened in Indy this year. Yep. Um, we've been to other Nine Irish Brothers before and they are kind of known for their ways of Irish Basically pouring Guinness. Basically and pouring, pouring Guinness. shots of Jameson because that's what you do when you go to an Irish pub is you take shots of Jameson and you drink Guinness. You drink Guinness. Um, so we are going to go at the end of the show. So after we're going to take a break in a little bit here. We're going to line up our next beer. We're going to talk about stout a little bit more, talk about flavor. And then we're at the end of the show, we're actually going to go to Nine Irish Brothers and then talk about the differences that we taste, notice in a pint of Guinness poured from the tap compared to Guinness out of can. Yep. Cool. Right? Definitely one of my favorite things to do is get a Guinness Nine Irish. Here we go. All right. Um, so we're going to take a break, and I'm going to surprise Grant with another stout. So we will be right back. Oh, hello, Grant. How's it going, Chris? We're back. We're back. Uh, season two of I'm No Expert, uh, the show that talks about beer and whatever else comes to mind. Sit down, grab a pint. Let's talk about it. Uh, I'm here with my friend Grant. Hi, Grant. Hi, Chris. Back again. Grant is a Guinness connoisseur. Or I pretend to be. I just like it a lot. You just like it a whole lot. This week, we're talking about stout, we're talking about dark beer. We talked about widgets in the first segment space and real widgets not not like the arbitrary not, like, tech item yeah i didn't know they were an actually actual widgets widgets actual widgets um we start out with guinness uh don't forget at the end of the show we're actually going to go to nine Irish brothers and talk about guinness special edition on site on site that'll be super exciting yep. uh follow us on twitter at noexpertshow.com you can subscribe to the show in itunes or by going to noexpertshow.com slash episodes and you can click on all of our season two episodes there's a bug um and my air conditioner it's hot it is it is hot in india it's very it it is more humid than hot today it is very it rained a lot and it's humid and now i was thinking i wonder if they'll subsidize our beer if we advertise them on the show nine irish yeah 
I mean, no. I think they probably won't. I doubt it. But have you met the owners? They're so cool. We should have... Oh, I actually do know them. Let's let's try to get them on. I will. I'll, I'll call John. You can tell that we're doing this before we went there. No, we'll edit this out. We are time travelers, Chris. Boom. We snap our fingers and we're at Nine Irish. Clink. Nine Irish. Um, You'll anyway. know when we're actually there when you hear like the fiddle music in the background. That's true. I kind of want to go during the day so we don't get... <laughs> Have like freaking crazy town. Um. Anyway, so Guinness. Talking about Guinness. Talking yep. about Guinness in the can. You found something hilarious on the break. I found a great thing. So Guinness, uh, um, is famous for their ad campaigns, both the, the more recent ones, but more so their old, uh, their older ad campaigns, starting in the 1930s. Um, one of the the better ones we've stumbled upon is called a Guinness a day, mm. kind of like the apple a day keeps the doctor away. Right. But this is the the good for you campaign by Guinness. Seven glasses, seven days of the week, and seven <laughs> beneficial reasons to drink it. Okay. For strength, nerves, digestion, exhaustion, sleepiness, and its tonic effects on the blood. I only can't. Okay. Tr- okay. Number one was. Okay. So you got strength. Strength. Two. Oh, find it. Uh, nerves. Nerves. Digestion. Three. Digestion. Four. Exhaustion. Exhaustion. <laughs> Five. Sleepiness. Sleepiness. Oh, those are like the same thing. It's tonic effects. Tonic effects. And. It's blood. good for the blood. That's seven How is reasons. It good for the blood? Uh, because it makes it thicker like motor oil, and it's, you're healthier. It's like the anti-heart attack drug. I have no I'm making all this up. Um, know, it's probably the alcohol contents or something. Or well, something. And, and this was also an ad campaign from the 30s. So back oh, in so the 30s, they could basically cigarettes say were good anything. for you. They could you say forget, it. in the 30s, they had cigarette ads that Newport cigarettes are good for your lungs. Your doctor smokes Newports. Well, shows... Try again. Uh, Try take again, two. Chris. Here we go. Um, <clears throat> Your doctor smokes Newports, so should you. Think, and then, yep, and they have a little chime in the background. It's like Timmy, then, Timmy runs in the back door on his like a little, like a tiny little xylophone, like ring. Oh, that's right. And then they have a little radio jingle about five minutes later, like Newports, Newport, delicious. I'm gonna look up a Newport, smooth and delicious Newports. That's why you can't nice things. So the '30s was <laughs> the uh, when is Madman based? Madman, sorry, the show. Fifties uh, and sixties. How little later? Much, much later. As in, uh, you didn't have advertising, TV advertising. You had radio, 30s. radio, and posters. Here we go. An actor on opening night found Newport cigarettes. In a bit of a plight. Oh no! The smoke that I've lit isn't making a hit. Somehow the taste isn't right. Oh, try a Newport, no expert show does not condone or support the idea of smoking or smoking-related activities. Thanks, Chris. Right? Uh, I'm going to look up a funny... Uh, see if I can find a Guinness. Well, I'm on... The Guinness site has a whole section dedicated to ads. I want to do an old ad, though. Uh, Got it. 1998. Perfect. 1998. Oh, yeah. That's old. Okay. There's a guy. Uh, he's looking very intently. It's in black and white. Theater of the mind. Um, this is Guinness Surfer ad with horses, 1998. It's a minute 40. He's looking very intently. Uh, we have some music happening. He waits. Oh. That's what he does. He's just staring at you right now. And I'll tell you what. Tick, okay. follow, talk, follow, tick, follow, talk, follow, tick. He's surfing. He's on... Oh, it's getting very loud. Very loud. Okay. There's, they're in the water. They're surfing. Great. It doesn't sound like Guinness. Yes, it does. I can totally see this being Guinness. There's horses. Oh, the the water is horses. This sounds like a Foster's ad. And the fat drummer hit the beat with all his heart. They're surfing. 
They're running away from the waves. The waves are overtaking them. The waves are horses. The horses are waves. This is intense right now. This is super 90s, though, by the way, too. It sounds like it. It sounds like one of those, like, crazy late 80s, early 90s, like, Big Brother's watching you ads. Oh. Yep. Good story, Chris. Oh, it just died. Just the audio just died. Seriously, it was like just the YouTube. He is still waiting. Good things come to those who get us. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it says. Yeah. Well, whoever did that ad campaign should have been shot because their previous works were genius. Like if you go to their website and look at the, okay. they, the, the their ads gallery and you go to classic instead of recent ads. Like anything from the 1950s earlier, their poster ads I thought were very either clever or well done. Okay, and they've got their own very unique art style. Wait, hold on, I gotta I gotta say what my birthday is. Uh, when was I born? Um, let's see, make sure. Yeah, so they know that I'm of legal age. Oh yeah, because Guinness made you log in with your age, and every site you click on it there is like the store, the ad store, the like. No, like it. every every. Okay, so I'm on their website. Where do you go? Uh, it's on ads. It was on like the left of their homepage, or hold on, no, the ads, the top ben- menu bar, second from the right. Oh, got it. And so you can go to classic, and then I go to all ads worldwide. Don't click US only, or it doesn't load anything. Read uh, classic worldwide mm-hmm. and like if you look like the 40s there's a couple for like the war which oh are yeah cool. because it's the they have the the toucan yes the toucan and um another i always big... remember the toucan because he looked like a pint of guinness yes but with an orange beak with an orange beak which speaking I'm... of a pint of guinness with an orange beak we have a second beer great we do a second beer so we got to get off guinness however great it was and still my favorite seven guinnesses a day no sorry seven, seven guinness seven days of the week seven guinness is seven... it guinnesses you can't no can i I don't know. I don't think. You get, I think, I think it's just a, Guinness. Just Guinness. Seven seven days of the week. Seven Guinness. There you go. Seven reasons to drink it. Oops, I lost my. <laughs> Hold on. Um, Chris, you're good at this game. I'm super good at this game. About there it is. I lost the beer. Seven days of the week. Seven different Chevys. Chris doesn't even know the horrible rap song I'm referencing. Good. We'll we're just gonna that. we're just gonna ignore that. Continue on. Um, so next, so what I'm gonna, what we're doing today is a fun little game where Grant has, gets really comfortable with Guinness, and then I throw a hilarious two other stouts on him that he has no idea what they are. Um, so this next stout that we're gonna be drinking is New Holland Dragon's Milk. It's a bourbon barrel stout by New Holland Brewing Company out of Michigan. Uh, it has a, it is technically an American double slash imperial stout. So it's kind of a two style sort of mixed together. Um, and it has a 10% ABV. Now, however, 2014 bottles have an 11% ABV, Excellent. which is what we're having right now. Um, so essentially bourbon barrel stout means that, uh, the beer was aged in barrels that were made to make bourbon. Um, that's kind of the definition of bourbon barrel. Mm-hmm. So what you get is you get woodsy flavors, you get oaky flavors, you get uh, a lot more. For me personally, I get a lot more sweetness. That's okay. what I get out of it. I get because bourbon for me personally is really, really sweet, mm-hmm. even though some people think it's you get more Smoke, woodsy flavor. Yeah. See, what I get out of it is I get the, the woodsy burnt stuff. So kind of like the pizza you like that's 90% carbon because you burnt everything else out of it. It's fine. It's 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 like that. It's a little bit like burnt wood. I burnt pizza the other day. It was fine. And he thought it was better that way. It, you ate it and I, I ate, ate it. It was thing. delicious. Was uh, so Dragon's Milk, take a, take a sip. Okay. Tell me what you think of Try Dragon's Milk. Try not to throw it up or spit it out. Right away. 
Uh, it's just like the other bourbon barrels I've had, except this one's incredibly sweet. Holy cow. Right. Yeah. That's what I thought initially. And you had Kentucky bourbon? It's, mm-hmm. Yeah. That is way less sweet than this. This tastes like, well, dragon's milk. It tastes milky. Like, it's very, yeah. almost like condensed, like sweetened milk. Mm-hmm. Well, Joey likes like this. Yeah, Joey does like this. If you remember Joey, Joey was on uh, season one. Joey wants to be on season two. We'll bring him back. Uh, yeah, it is a very, very intense flavor combination. I right actually now. get a lot of coconut out of it. Interesting. Like, I never it ta- got like, like taste. It tastes just like coconut milk. It's that ultra sweet flavor. Like a mounds. Okay. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, the problem is that it's not my favorite thing in the world. Uh, color wise, it's a stout. It's about the same translucency as a Guinness. If you compare them next mm-hmm. to each other. Way less head, though. Way less head, not nitro-brewed. Or not nitro-poured, excuse me, out of a bottle. Um, but a lot more viscous. Uh, slightly to do with the higher alcohol content. Because you're going from something that's about four and a half on a Guinness to about double that. And that makes it viscous? It makes it viscous if you if you look on, if you kind of like swirl it around the glass... And you kind of do this little, like, stupid wine thing that they always do. What's going to happen is that you get those, like, um, weird tearing effects that happen on the side of the glass see, because really... of the high alcohol content. Okay. So you get how, see how the, you know, the, the like head. The, you get the, uh, like, surface tension sticks to the glass. Right, yeah, because the alcohol is a different, um, sticks to, to glass different in a different way than Well, it doesn't just have, it doesn't have the surface tension to pull it back down. Right. Um, you can even see the difference slightly with Guinness. Um, it's more just head than mm-hmm. actual like liquid. Liquid stuck to the side. Right. Um, so yeah, that has to do with basically alcohol percentage. As you move up in alcohol percentage in a beverage, those kind of, um, fingers, those kind of like teardrops that happen on the side of your glass increases. Okay. So if you do the same thing to wine. It'd be more so than beer. Well, I mean, not this beer, because well, I mean, you're, you're, you're hitting We're on par wine, with low wines, yeah. Um, and then, like, liquors. Yep. Which are 50, 60% just pure alcohol. Which is crazy, talking about mixing, like, you know, changing the alcohol percentage of a beverage, which beverages are all water-based, because we're humans. But, um... Water's in here. Water's in here. But I, it's... This fact, I learned it when I was really young, it still blows my mind, that if you mix equal parts, like water and alcohol... You'll mm-hmm. end up with less volume than if you added those two numbers together. Like a cup of water and a cup of vodka does not make two cups of mixed drink. Hmm. It's super cool the way the molecules sit together. Right. It actually is way less volume than it's just like a magic trick. Huh. Interesting. Hmm? Um, but back so to the beer. So back to the beer tr- after milk. water and alcohol. And Speaking science. of water and alcohol and science together. Um, so you what what else are you getting from... I mean, for, you like Guinness. Let's say let's let's say Guinness baseline, mm-hmm. right? You've had some other stouts in the past. Mm-hmm. This is, yay, good. Try again. Oh, I wouldn't touch this with a ten foot pole. No, thank you. Get out of my face. Get out of my face. Um, and it, but that's a personal reason. I don't like sweet things. I don't like desserts or candy or sugar. Okay. And and I also don't like dairy or milk products usually. So this is like this, and this is, is like literally a, it's both of those super together. milky and it's incredibly sweet. <laughs> so if you like ice cream. Or dairy products or coconuts, I think. I don't know why I keep getting coconut out of this. Do you not get that? I get a little... I don't know if it's... If I, I don't get specifically See, I mean, like, I mean coconut, coconut flavor. Specifically. I get a lot of... Um, 
I get a lot of sweetness. I get a lot of um, caramel sweetness, mm-hmm. a lot of roasted sweetness. I get the bourbon barrel sweetness as well. Really? Um, it's all for, – for me, this – and I've had this before. Um, for me, this is all over very, very malty. Yes. Very oh, it's sweet. incredibly malty. Um, but what's most surprising for me is that it's 10% ABV or this one 11%. It See, does not feel for me like eleven percent ABV. I completely agree. I hate high alcohol percentage beers. I really do. Mm-hmm. And I can, if this wasn't so sweet, I really could just sit here and drink this, which is terrifying because I'd waste it at the end of the night. But um, yeah, this is. But no, but I've had I've I've had other um, bourbon barrel stouts. I really have, and none of them taste like this. Um, they're they're a lot more what I'll call like more like uh, bourbon or whiskey flavored. Which is a little bit more bitter, a little mm-hmm. bit more of the woodsy, acrid, burntness in them, which is tasty and delicious. Right. Um, but yeah, this is just so malty and sweet that it covers all that up. Yeah, there's there's a viscous nature. I mean, mouthfeel, if you compare it to like a Guinness, which has a very light, very almost, uh, compared to this, crisp mouthfeel. Oh, yeah, compared to Compared this. to this right now. Um, I, it's it's so interesting because if you look at how, what what you go, what goes into actually like making a beer... You go into this thing where the more sugar you add to initial brew, the higher alcohol percentage. That's how you can vary alcohol percentage is more sugars means that the yeast eat those sugars, which converts them into ethyl alcohol and the CO2 that's in the beer. That's fundamental, like how you brew beer 101, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that and timing. That and timing. The longer right? you let it, the longer you let it brew, the more APV sugar you'll have left at the end. Right, yeah. You know, when you pull, when do you pull the yeast? When do you bottle? When do you let? How long do you let ferment? What other mm-hmm. ingredients do you add? How does that affect the yeast? Because they're living organisms. And when you cut off the oxygen supply, right. that also super affects the yeast and the CO two levels in the beer. So how carbonated it is and such. Right. So I mean, this being at ten and being this sweet oh, at they, ten, this is they must have made this like they make Coca Cola, just literally more <laughs> sugar than water, and luckily it is miscible and just mixes right in. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I mean, it, it would be very interesting to see. I mean, uh, last week we talked about ciders and we talked about how ciders as a different, as a different beverage, they actually offer nutritional facts. Um, they don't necessarily have to include ingredients lists, but mm-hmm. they have to include nutritional facts because based on, um, FDA regu- regulations in the U.S. Really? They don't follow the same as beer? Uh, well, they're not technically a beer. Well, this one, they don't follow the same regulations. That's what was the question. Oh, yeah. Well, they're, it's well neither does liquor and neither yeah. does wine mm-hmm. so um but cider is their own little cider category. is their own little sort of like different thing that's has to be um it's under seven percent and it'll include nutritional facts what if you have a higher than seven percent cider it's is not it? considered a hard cider it's considered an apple wine oh which we had last week even if it was like carbonated even if it's carbonated right so it's a wine then it's a it's an apple quote-unquote apple wine and that's that's they have nutritional facts. Um, point being, I want I would really like to see nutritional facts or like at least ingredient list of like what, what or how many percentage like carbs of our daily allowed calor- sugar. Like this is, this is a lot in here. I mean, we're drinking like a sample kind of. Uh, so I think I know how they make this. Okay, I think there's a dragon chained up in the back of a room, and they <laughs> okay. just milk it. It's stuck to a cow's milking machine, and it's really angry all the time. Okay, because all they feed it is cupcakes and sweets. Cupcakes, maybe uh, cheesecakes. Cheese. Oh, that would be good. Pies, cheesecake. cheesecakes, um, whipped pie with whipped cream on top. Okay, pumpkin pies. Lots of pumpkin pies. Um, cherry pies. 
cherry pie? Nah, it's, it's, it's not like a bitter citrusy. There's no cherries in it. Uh, no. Apple pies? No. Maybe, yeah, like Maybe a fall apple. pie. Like, mm. That's what I'm thinking, like later fall pies. Like things you'll eat at like Thanksgiving. Yeah. That's absolutely. what this beer tastes and then, like. And then after they... He, this would be like a dessert beer. Yeah. Except definitely. I wouldn't want to eat dessert with this because this is my dessert. Because it's Basically so sweet. for you, it's your dessert. This is, um, yeah, this is a... This is one of those beers that is really, really good for me in like a very small quantity. Like Question a very, for you. Okay, go. Can you imagine getting drunk off this? Like a six pack and what you would feel like in the morning. I feel like the calories would just be like drinking this, drinking this as a session. We say, we say session on the show, Grant. Okay. That's how we can. I'm learning words. We're learning how to, the terms. Um, yeah, I, I feel like if this is a session beer, like I'm going to have like more than one more normally with me with stouts, it's like, it's either in a flight. So it's like three ounces or I have like one and then I'm like done with stouts for like the entire rest of the day. Oh man, see, I because they're like, and for for me, Guinness is a very light stout, mm-hmm. so it's something that you can like. Drink a six it's, pack a, it's a, a little more. Day. It's a more sessional. It's a drinkable beer. Let's yeah. put it that way. Like, like Guinness doesn't make you thirsty at the end. Whereas, like, I would probably it's want not, a glass of water. I don't know if it's this. like heavy. It's like, or it's it's not. It doesn't make me thirsty. It just is it is it heavy or light? Mm-hmm. And Guinness is uh, even though it's a darker. Stout, it's a lighter. It's stout. a lighter stout. Because I just feel like if you drank if you drank enough of this to to have a hangover the next day, it's going to be spectacular. It's not a good. It's it's bad news bears. Oh, you you you'd write home about it. It'd be that bad of a hangover. Like I cannot, I can literally cannot move my entire body. Mm-hmm. All right, so that's uh, Dragons and Milk. Gets a thumbs down from Grant. Uh, for me, it gets a uh, medium thumb, which means try it if you find it. Um, but for me, not going to buy again. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's okay. Uh, Guinness for Grant was thumbs up. Always. Always thumbs up for Grant, so that's your baseline. Grant loves Guinness. It's double thumbs up. Double thumbs up. All double the thumbs time. Up. Cool. All right. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to be back with a uh, third stout. We're just drinking our dinner at that's this right. point. That's right. Um, Diet dinner. Third, third stout. <laughs> Uh, one that neither of us have tried, so this will be a surprise for both of us. Uh, we're going to be right back with more I'm No Expert. Welcome back to I'm No Expert, the weekly beer show where we talk about beer and other things, and I talk with my friends, and my friend tonight is... Grant Michael, the guest. Grant Michael, the guest. Uh, I'm Chris. You can follow us on No Expert Show on Twitter, as well as noexpertshow.com. You can subscribe, blah, 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 subscribe to the podcast on noexpertshow.com. Uh, leave a comment. Tell us what you think. We're in season two, Grant. Season two. Season two, we're back. Better than ever. Uh, season episode one went up last week. Um, but this week, we're in the darker territory. That's right. What are we talking about, Grant? Talking about stouts. Stouts. Delicious stouts. 
Well, so far, you're the only delicious stout you've had was Guinness. Well, no, this is the second one you picked was literally <laughs> like mounds the candy bar, crushed and mixed with just a hand very, very sweet. full of water very and milk. Sweet. Very sweet. I love your descriptions. They're hilarious. Yeah. Um, so we're talking about stout. Don't forget, um, at the end of the show, special little clip. We're going to be at Nine Irish talking about um, Guinness out of tap compared to Guinness out of can. At the top of the show, we talked about Guinness out of the can and widgets. And the widgets that make them good out of a can compared to no one should drink Guinness out of a bottle. I don't know why they sell it. I don't know either. It's really not. No, and the, and the cans are hard to find. No, the widgets. Uh, yeah, they are. Like, you have to go to a liquor store. You can't get them at, like, like here in Indiana, you can buy uh, liquor at a grocery store or beer at a grocery store. Um, not every state you can do that. But here, um, they never have the cans in the grocery store or the convenience stores. It is literally only in the liquor stores. And uh, it's a... It's a it's a travesty. That's the word I was looking for. It's a travesty. All right, anyway, so our third and final stout that we're going to end with this evening, uh, except for Guinness at the very end of the show, is by Victory Brewing Company. Uh, Storm King Stout is what this is called. Again, it's an, it's a blend, American Double com, um, Imperial Stout. It's got an ABV of 9.1, so slightly less than the dragon's milk that we had previously. Uh, from Pennsylvania. Oh, it's got like an eagle on the on the bottle. That's yeah, really cool. Yeah, it's kind of cool. It's uh, eagle on there. Um, not much else. I love how they have these like stupid paragraphs of like where we thought of this beer on side of bottles. Well, I'm like, reading about it on their website, and they've got another stupid paragraph that describes it. Perfect. That's I mean, it's an exquisite blend of imported malts and whole flower American hops. So, all right. So we uh, try. This is this is one that neither of us have ever had. Nope. Before, I got this up randomly at the uh, Whole Foods uh, by my house. Okay, I've had a stout like this before. Okay, Mitchell thoughts. What do you think? It's the incredibly bitter stout. Mm, um, yeah, definitely. They're they're more I call it watery in your mouth compared to like sweet and creamy. Uh. I wouldn't say watery because I'm just trying to get away from whatever is away from sweet and creamy. It's, it's more. It's a, it's a lighter. Yeah, it's more. I'm gonna call it watery. I'm gonna go with that. Um, <laughs> but it is very bitter. Um, okay. yeah, give you the that. like um, mouth pucker tongue feel. Okay, you get bitterness on the mm-hmm. tongue. Mouth feel is definitely lighter than mm-hmm. um, Dragon's Milk, but heavier than Guinness. I would disagree. You think See, this, this is, is lighter than, than Guinness because it's more sour. Oh, okay. It, it's more, um, I'm trying to think of the right word for it. I just don't know the, the food word for this. Describe the, uh, like more viscous. Or, or. No. More, more uh, watery. Mm-mm. I don't get viscous. I don't get viscous. Like, at like all. Guinness to me is, is creamy, kind of like a milkshake. Um, and I think it's sort of the nitro with the bubbles in the head and the whole nine yards. Right. This is CO2. Mm-hmm. Regular canned beer, or uh, bottled beer, sorry. Regular right. bottled beer, CO2. Um, and also the higher alcohol content makes it feel a little bit, um, what's the word for it? Just, uh, I want to call it like a faster beer, if that's the right word for it. Okay. Not that I drink it faster. Okay. But it, it like flows faster. Okay. I get that. Yeah. Um, for, for me, a lot of the times with, with a, um, with a higher alcohol percentage beer, I get this kind of lift that happens in the flavor profile. That is the exact word I've been hunting for. Um, because it, it kind of takes it, what an, what a higher alcohol percentage beer can do is it can either really help a beer or it can, oh yeah, you can get really drunk <laughs> off of, I mean, this is, this is a show about beer, great. Yeah. Sometimes you can get drunk off of beer. Great. That happens. Um, 
but for me like an a higher alcohol percentage beer can really lift flavors and lift things out of a really really dense flavored beer like a stout um and i think this one does it really really successfully it kind of lifts a lot of those um different roasted flavors those different malt flavors it's not too too sweet um i do like that kind of bitterness obviously coming from like a hop addition somewhere in the beer um that's happening uh and it's not this kind of like super super heavy stout that i've i've had before where mm-hmm. it's like it's so thick thick milkshake. like motor oil right yeah yep and, and what I get out of this is this I get more smoky tones out of. Mm. What I would expect out of a, a bourbon ale, actually. Okay, well, this is, this is still, this is an American Devil Imperial Stout. So I think distinctly, if we compare this compared to Dragon's Milk, Milk, Dragon's Milk was a bourbon barrel stout. Mm-hmm. This, just an Imperial, just Imperial Stout. And that's what I'm saying. Is, is this has some of the more smokiness I would expect out of a bourbon stout. But mm. I didn't get in Dragon's Milk because it was too sweet and it overcame all the woodsy, smoky things I would expect out of that. But this, I get the um, the coffee flavors more. Not not necessarily burnt woodsy that I get out of a bourbon, but very coffee, very dark roasted, delicious. The right amount of bitter and sweet in the same cup, right? Kind of like like how an espresso is both bitter and sweet, mm, right? It's kind of. I mean, that's that's the biggest comparison that stouts always get. Um, it's like a espresso, or it's like a coffee, or something like that. Mm. There's that comparison back and forth of. It's roasted, it's caramel, it's like similar grains. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have to do some research on where botanically coffee and let's say malt and hops are. Mm-hmm. And the ones they use in stouts and how they pull the flavors out of them in the stout. Right, right. Um, I mean, and generally for this one, I mean, if I was looking for a stout and I'm not usually a stout drinker, I would say I give it like a, I give it like a thumbs up. I'd say probably I would buy this again just to have as kind of a fun sort of like thing to have in a flight if you're in a flight of different things. I, okay, uh, that's where I agree with you. I was going to say no, I would never buy this again. I get in a flight, and I think it's because the high percentage. I'm not a, I'm not a fan of high APV beers. I'm really not. Um, mm-hmm. But if it in a flight, I think this would be a very good flight beer to have like with uh, with something else to lighten it up. It's it's heavy because it's high alcohol content and it's very roasted and dark. Yeah, and drinking more than one of these would be. I wouldn't call that something I'd want to go do. It's definitely not a again, too much of a good thing. Again, like like Dragon's Milk, not a session beer. No, no, not a definitely session not beer. a. I'm gonna have one, two, three, three four, or four of these. these. No, it's. I'm gonna have a flight or one beer of these over the course of this. I think this would be really, really good, and I think we're probably close. Well, this is a twelve ounce bottle. We're probably close. This is like a twelve ounce or six ounce pour mm. for both of us, mm-hmm. and I think it's probably just the right amount of. Like, of this beer. Of this beer. Mm-hmm. Like, for me, like, six... A lot of flights are between three to six ounce pour. If I had this in a three ounce, I'd probably want to be more interested in it and want to drink a little bit more of it. If I had too less... Or have it too much, like a pint, I would be mm-hmm. over it. I'm... At certain at a certain point, and I'm kind of getting to that point right now, kind of like half the glass. Yeah, I would say the three ounce pour would be like, I would be interested in it. It's a cool, tasty beer, and that's all I'd want of it. And it's it's... That's done. You're, it's way too of this like heaviness that happens. Cause it's, with it's stouts super, well, and it's not even just with stouts. It's cause I think this one mixes the heaviness of a stout with the dark and the chocolate and the roast with the high alcohol percentage, mm. which the other half that's making me like thirsty again. Yeah. It's a, it's a high alcohol percentage that like 
doesn't have doesn't really cut through that kind of it brightens everything but doesn't cut through enough and there's a bitterness there that happens as well mm-hmm. it's interesting mm. interesting beer though not yeah. i'm very much not unhappy with it. it's very tasty and definitely different than what i would pick yeah i i i would say i would say for me if i was going to say maybe a flight maybe multiple different types of beers this is definitely like a kind of a nice single like one shot it's a super tasty beer that's what i'm gonna give it yeah it's an incredibly tasty beer i wouldn't want one to quench my thirst i wouldn't want to drink a whole 12 ouncer with dinner no but it's an incredibly tasty beer to go for like beer tasting or to fly to something like yeah. a bunch of different things and have this in there it's super different and it i'll call it it's the extreme stout yeah like very dark very roasty super high abv and super high abv it's right 9.10 that's insane um anyway all right so uh we are going to now jump to our special edition part of the show where we went to nine Irish brothers here in indianapolis and we took uh, a guinness and instead of out of a can with the widget that's bouncing with the around. widget bouncing around in there we have it out of draft or draft well, if you want to get draft and get us draft um so we're gonna go to we're gonna you're gonna hear nine Irish when we went there grants and i went and uh, had a had a pint of Guinness there, and we'll talk about the differences between uh, out of can slash bottle compared to gra- draft. Yep, and also you know you get a good Guinness draft when they can draw the clover in the head. They only do that at good Irish pubs, and mostly that's where you get good Guinness. There you go. Not only because they know how to pour it, but also because they go through the taps fast enough that it never sits for too long. There you go. I didn't know that. Yep. Nope. Two things you got to look for because sometimes Guinness isn't the most popular beer in the whole world. It's not a Bud Lighter, you know, Coors. And but at Nine Irish, it's at Nine Irish beer. is the only beer that anyone orders, <laughs> so it is fresh every time. Perfect. All right, we're gonna be at Nine Irish. Uh, we'll be right back. See you then. We are. You're eating food. We're eating food, and the live music just started just in time for our recording. Perfect. Uh, welcome back to I'm No Experts. Uh, we're on location, another on location for season two. Grant, this episode we were talking about stouts, stouts, dark beers. We had Guinness at the top of the show. We, we talked did. about Guinness out of a can. We talked about the widget. And how bad Guinness is out of a bottle. How bad Guinness was out of the bottle. Yep. Um, now we're at uh, Nine Irish here in Indianapolis on Mass Ave, and we have a Guinness that's not out of a bottle. It's poured out of a tap. It is poured out of a tap by the people at Nine Irish, so it's probably one of the better Guinness pours we're going to have. That's true. They didn't do the clover. Do you know? Have you ever been to a place where they do the clover they at do the top? It, they do it. Uh, what's off yet? I just made it with my finger. So that's cheating. You have to make it with the tap. Why do you have to make it with a tap? It's like a Dairy Queen, like the swirly with the cone. You got to make it with the machine. You got to make the clover with the tap. Well, I mean, the swirly with the cone at Dairy Queen, you cannot do. 
That's that's beautiful. That's a beautiful. You and did it. We've got a guest with us today. Yeah, Drew's here. Drew's gonna not yeah. talk <laughs> on this episode because he's not allowed on the episodes yet because he has to uh, earn his earn his keep yep. on the episodes. So you know you can just ask him to draw shit in it, right? <laughs> you didn't have to like doctor it up. I mean, I don't know. maybe <laughs> we went in not a clover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was bitching about how he didn't have a clover, so I made one for him. Yeah, oh that's actually just a touristy thing. That didn't really happen. So, <laughs> well, awesome. there you go. Now, now you have one. <laughs> I do. Um, well, now we know. Now we know that it's a touristy thing. Don't get the, if you get the clover on top of your Guinness, it means that you're a tourist, and nobody likes to be a tourist. That's fine. But so, back to the Guinness. Back to the Guinness. Grant, drink your Guinness. What, what, what's? Do you notice anything different about this Guinness? I know something immediately. Always. Oh, it's so good. That's what I know. It's so okay, good. so good. No, um, besides so good. Right out of the gate, the head is really sweet and delicious. Mm-hmm. Uh, we call that head retention. There you go. Thanks for the technical term, Chris. Yeah, I don't know those things. Um, but the. In like mouthfeel, body, and general flavor profile is a lot more even and a lot more uh, consistent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where uh, I feel like Guinness out of the when we had Guinness at the top of the show, it was so light yep. that it um, it didn't. I'm still waiting. I don't know what I... I was going to say something, that I totally blanked out. Um, <laughs> Drew, hi. My name is Justin. I like head. Thanks. Thanks, Drew. You're no, so good no, at uh, no, Beer Talk. Yep. Beer Talk with Drew. Up next. Beer Talk with Drew. We're going to call it Beer Talk, because it's just Drew making inappropriate comments on beer terms. Yep. Uh, let's open your bottle. I want to drink out of your bottle. Mmm, delicious. Anyway. Um, okay. So back to our Guinnesses. Back to our Guinness. Did we never? Did we never determine if, if it was Guinness, Guinness I, Guinness, or just Guin- Guinness was the plural? I think it's just Guinness. I think it's plural and singular. We should Guinness. ask our server when, they come, when he comes back. Is it Guinness as in plural, or is it, or is it just? He did say just Guinness when he came yeah. over. Your Guinness Here is your being Guinness. your Guinness is being poured. Yep. Interesting. Um, yeah. Interesting. Your yeah, Guinness def- is coming. Yes. Uh, phrasing. Yep, drinking beer time. <laughs> yep, drinking beer time. Uh, of course, it's not a nitro tap, mm-hmm. which I think also has a big difference because you're dealing with like fresh nitro, because compared to just the widget, the widget, which mm-hmm. is like a poor man's attempt at the nitro pour. Well, I mean, it's a good attempt, but at the same time, it's not not as good. It's not as good because you don't get a smoothness, and I think there's a chill factor that happens with having. Nitrogen, um, having the the keg at a certain temperature. Nah. Well, they, I, I think it's, it's just refrigerated the, differently. If you're in a bar, they can refrigerate at a, at a, a keg at a different temperature. They can, but I don't think that's what does it. I think I think it's just the the consistency of the nitro throughout the Guinness instead of just a little ball on the bottom mm. expelling gas okay. randomly in the parts of the Guinness, which they give you that facsimile of a, of a head on top from from when you pop the can and then you right. hit sizzle. sizzle. But. You love that. Sizzle. What I've noticed is you don't get as small as bubbles as you do with a with an actual pour out of a tap. Right. And I think that's what gives you the consistent head and the cream on top. Because when I drink Guinness out of a can, I'll never get you know the milk mustache from the head. It's right. It's not as thick and consistent. Whereas compared this, to every a, time you take the first sip out of a tap, right. you get the Guinness mustache. Right. That makes sense. That makes sense. 
And actually, when I was researching the widget, that's what they're trying to attempt, trying to get back to, is the small bubbles in the head actually create that aroma and the, and the flavor right. profile. Which I thought was very cool. Yeah, absolutely. Um, cool. Well, any other thoughts on Guinness from Nine Irish? Mm. It's great. It's good. Always fresh. Always fresh. Always uh, delicious. Mm. The food's good. Food is always good. Right? If, you're, if you're in Indianapolis, come down and try it. Yeah. Uh, Mass Ave, if you're also in Lafayette slash West Lafayette, they have it up there as well. Mm. Um, all right. Well, uh, back to the studio. Back to the studio. Because we, we did a closing thing at the studio. Yeah. We did, yeah. We closed the studio. Okay, back to the studio. Hey, welcome back to I'm No Expert. I'm Chris. Grant is still here. I'm here. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of I'm No Expert. We talked about stout this week. We went to Nine Irish Brothers, and we talked about the difference between a can and a bottle. Grant hated Dragon's Milk. I did. Absolutely couldn't stand it. The worst ever. Make sure you follow us on Twitter. Uh, Give us some suggestions of uh, delicious beers that you found, different topics, uh, at No Expert Show on Twitter. You can also go to the website at noexpertshow.com uh, slash episodes. You can see all of our episodes there. Subscribe to the podcast and listen to us every week uh, on the No Expert Show. And Grant, thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for having me. Great to be here for the first time. First time, maybe not the last time. Hopefully not. We will see next week, and maybe we'll have Grant back, and maybe have a different special guest, a friend of mine on No Expert Show. Grant, good night. Good night, Chris. <laughs> <laughs>